Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. When you start an army... You look to your blood, you look to your buddies, you look to your friends. There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainment anymore. Talk to them, kid. This is a new beginning, and it starts tonight. A new day is done. Wow. Episode two. What's up, everybody? You know me, and you are watching or listening to X Pac 12360 on the Afterbuzz TV network. What's up, Christy? Hey, I'm so glad to be back for another episode. We got Billy Gunn we're going to chat with today. Some big wrestling news. And I know you had a busy weekend that I want to hear all about. So oh, yeah. thanks for having me back. Well, I need you here. <laughs> to Whenever I have a brain fart, I need you here to... Uh, <laughs> Cover for me. <laughs> well, I've noticed that when we're chatting with your friends, that doesn't happen too often because uh, it just kind of just kind of rolls all the good stories. Well, you'll you'll know when you see that. Please help me look in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I got my eye out. I got you covered. So yeah. So hey, I just want to thank everybody that uh, that listened or watched the show. The first episode last week with Scott. Um, nothing but great feedback. Not that I haven't heard any negative comments, so um, really grateful for that. So cool. Yeah, they've, they've <laughs> downloaded us on iTunes. We hit the iTunes chart, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Our YouTube page is getting a lot of love, comments, and thumbs up. So, man, I can't tell you guys how much we appreciate that. And we've got a Facebook page rolling as well. You can check it out, facebook.com slash xpoc12360show. They give it a little thumbs up, and then that's where we're going to be posting some pictures and stuff and let fans know that we want them to send in questions. And we do, of course, always want them to send in questions for you because yeah. we like to grill really a little bit and this isn't like an original idea of mine i gotta <laughs> admit um i kind of stole it from uh kayfabe commentaries um i want you to send me your questions uh on video and i'd like for them to be fairly entertaining else they're not going to make it on the air um <laughs> a challenge yeah, for you i like yeah. that i think that'll be good i think that uh i think that will We'll see a lot of good material come from that. And and maybe some that we can't show, but that'll be okay, too. Oh, well, we can show all of it. All right. Oh, yeah. now I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, while they get busy on all of that, I want to hear about your busy weekend. We had told the people that you were going to be managing the baseball team with your buddies, and I know you had an appearance at Chikara. You were all over the place. Yes. Uh, we were in Bridgeport Friday night. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and myself. NWO Wolfpack. Yeah. Took over the Bridgeport Bluefish. 
and uh, and they, I, I can't remember what the score was because they just whipped the shit out of uh, with the it was the bluefish versus the blue crabs and the bluefish beat the shit out of the blue crabs, and they were wearing everybody on the team was wearing these. Yeah, sweet, right? really cool custom jerseys. That final score was 8-6 yeah. over the South Maryland Blue Crabs. And, you know, the cool thing was is um, Fox Sports picked it up. ESPN, WWE.com. I can't even tell you how many other sports outlets picked it up. So it got a ton of PR. Yeah, WWE had this great headline that I kind of thought, well, of course. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is from ESPN.com. The NWO is still over 20 years after they changed wrestling. Well, duh. <laughs> somebody <laughs> actually somebody actually goes, the NWO is still over. What does that mean, over? <laughs> you guys are over. I mean, it means popular. Yes. It means we're still popular. The people still love us. Well, see, we can appeal even to the casual fan. They're right. going to learn something. So, no, that was great. We had a great time. Uh, and the next day, I traded in my NWO jersey <laughs> for the one I'm wearing right now. Oh. And uh, it's, it's kind of been a tradition for the last several years that I've shown up and done something at Chikara Pro King of Trios. Uh-huh. Uh, the first time I, I went, I wrestled as the one, two, three kid, which I hadn't done, obviously, in, <sighs> since, what, 95, I think it was. And I wrestled El Generico, who everybody knows as Sammy Sane now. Of course. And we killed it. And it almost killed me, literally. I don't think I've had a singles match since. Oh, boy. That's not the one where you tore your shoulder, was it? No. Oh, no. This was this was like 09 or, oh, wow. 10, or 2010, something like that. But uh, so uh, we're going to talk to Billy about the, about the Chikara Pro experience a little bit later. Yeah, because he was there, too. And yeah. you guys surprised the fans a little bit, right? Yeah. And it was just a, it was just funny how everything uh, happened because I didn't I didn't clue Billy into the how serious they were about the family friendly thing. So. <laughs> oh, well, we will be sure to ask him about that yeah. for sure. Speaking what of the family friendly thing, when you were in Chikara and you wrestled the one, two, three kid or as the one, two, three kid against El Generico, didn't did you curse in the ring? Because I've heard a story from the referee about you cursing in the ring. Maybe during the match. Yeah, during the match, and he had to be like, hey, you can't curse here. Well, I'm in the middle of a match, and I'm selling. That's kind of, honestly, that part's t too damn bad. Sorry. <laughs> and that is the voice of our producer, Jimbo Frank, in the booth. You guys can see him this episode. Look at that face. Hi, guys. Hey, he's, al he's always rocking some great T-shirt. Got, got the backwards PWG shirt on. Yeah, man. I was at uh, Bola all weekend filming there so that was intense while you were at king of trios but it was right. quite, quite a wrestling weekend hell of a wrestling weekend east coast and west coast and uh one of my actually he's my number one draft pick right now and has been for a little while matt riddle how'd matt, he do man matt riddle killed it of course he did so many bro chants everyone was loving him he got the please come back chant oh. everyone was feeling it and he only wrestled one tournament match and he, like he put on a, a gnarly submission i believe it's like whatever he uses as his finisher it's kind of like a neck crank with a, like a body uh, scissors of some kind and kyle o'leary like rolled him into the pin as like so like they counted his shoulders and then kyle tapped wow so like he lost but he really didn't lose but 
everyone was feeling him. I'm really excited to see him versus Jeff Cobb this weekend at APW or some federation, but I really hope he comes back to PWG. I'm looking forward to that. He's going to be a huge star. Huge. Remember I said that. <laughs> I'm not the only one that thinks that, though. I mean, the guys, like, when I say he's a prodigy, a mm -hmm. wrestling prodigy, I say that, like, in no exaggeration whatsoever. It's the perfect, it's the perfect uh, word for this yeah. guy. He's only been wrestling a year. Yeah. Like, pro wrestling a year, and he's in, like, one of the biggest tournaments in North America. Yeah, I, I used to go to the Monster Factory and train with him. And, the, and, the, and several other guys down there, man. Monster Factory has some studs. You go when you go to uh, Monster Factory. It's not one of these wrestling schools where they just want your money and they don't know and they don't know what they're doing mm -hmm. and you don't get prepared for anything except for maybe how to get hurt. Uh, well, Monster Factory, if you're not ready to do the work, you're out the door. I mean, they run you through, and I mean it's hard work and you should work your ass off to get into our sport. Yeah, well that's right. That's right. And actually, I got to tell you, Sean, I was in Portland at the WCWC tapings this weekend. That's that's a show I was hanging out at. Yes. And I have to tell you hello from one D'Lo Brown. All right. He says, hey. Yeah, D'Lo and I, uh, man, we tore it up. We, you know, our, our, our European title angle that we that we had and trading it back and forth. Some of the really some of the best matches I ever had. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was we, pulling some of them up on the network yeah, the other day. Yeah, it was they were great. One time the finish got botched and I just called something on the fly, like go to the top and dive off and I'll catch you with the X factor in midair, which like wow. doesn't seem physical. Laws of physics doesn't seem like that would even work, no. but he did it and it worked. The, the timing was perfect. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I, I love to chat with him, man. He's an insightful guy, kind of like you are. Yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah, a lot cool. of good. Uh, we got Gangrel up there as well. And we started Bodhi. together. Yeah. Yeah, Gangrel and I started together. Yeah. I like to brag to them all now that I know you. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, if you guys don't mind, there are some juicy pro wrestling headlines out in the news today. Should we roll into them? Sure. Let's, let's do it. Let's get into this. Let's have your X Pac 12360 news report starting with this one. Yeah, I know you guys like that. That's my cue. Ooh, that's good. I like that a lot. So I know that you're going to have something to say about these cruiserweights who are coming to WWE Raw. They are set to debut on TV September 19th on a Raw from Memphis. This, of course, is going to include Johnny Gargano, Brian Kendrick, Noam Dar, TJ Perkins, and more likely that there'll be more names that are added kind of over time. There's a total of 10 guys that are confirmed right now. They're going to work WWE and NXT tapings and NXT live events as well as where you can catch them. And we're thinking that probably eventually they will start working WWE live events as well. So what do you think about the Cruiserweights finally coming to Raw? I'm really happy about this. And it, it seems like, and I hope I don't jinx this, it seems like they're finally going to be used properly. You know, not used uh, as enhancement talent to get other guys over. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and the list you just had, you know, Johnny Gargano. I mean, I here's the guys that I'm familiar with. Uh, nothing against the other guys. It's just, you know, um, I've known Brian Kendrick and uh, T.J. Perkins. T.J. Perkins, I knew when he very first started coming out of the New Japan Dojo. 
And that kid does not, what a hard, because he was the smallest guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had such a hard time because we would, we would do jujitsu and uh, roll on the mat and all that. And that was part of how you did things in New Japan Dojo. You know, you learn kickboxing, jujitsu, all that. That's so cool. It was so tough for TJ because he was, he, he gave away so much weight to everybody, even me. And, but he just never gave up. And, the, and I'm so happy for him. I mean, what was that? 2002. And now he's finally getting, you know, his comeuppance. Really happy for him. Brian Kendrick, uh, you know, obviously everybody remembers him from, you know, his first run in WWE. You know, him and Paul London were a hell of a tag team. Uh, he was so young looking back then, though. Mm -hmm. And I just think now is his time. I love everything Brian Kendrick's doing now. Uh, I, I just, I love the persona, the way he's projecting himself, the look. Uh, it's just He's money to me. Mm -hmm. Money. I can't wait to get him on here. I want to talk to him. Oh, yeah. I'll start getting my questions ready. Yeah. And, uh, and Noam Dar. I was, in, I was in Scotland with Noam Dar. Mm -hmm. Oh, recently, yeah. right? Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. He works a lot with ICW. Mm -hmm. You know the, the Scotland promotion? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think he's, fin so he's coming to work for WWE now. Yeah. It's going to be good, huh? They had, they had a whole series of shows in the UK called Dar Wars, which was like saying goodbye, you know, to Noam Dar. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, hello to WWE, Noam Yeah, congratulations, Dar. all you guys. That's cool. Well, maybe congratulations also in order for this next guy, Cody Rhodes. We now know what is in store for his wrestling future, and it will entail both TNA and Ring of Honor. He's going to work both promotions. He signed deals that are non-exclusive. That's how he's going to be allowed to do both. He wanted to do this. He's looking to work with Mike Bennett in TNA, and maybe that gives his wife Brandy a little bit of an angle with Maria. She has signed on to do some uh, dates with TNA as well. And as far as Ring of Honor goes, he will likely be going up against champion Adam Cole. That's who Cody's got his eye on. And he will work his first Ring of Honor show in December at the final battle pay-per-view. So one little thing about this, though, it's kind of odd. He doesn't have the right to use the Rhodes name on television. So that would apply to TNA and Ring of Honor. But he still is using the Rhodes name in the indies. Oh, wow. Eh, I'll, I'll, I won't comment on that part, okay? <laughs> but uh, as far as everything else that, that you were just talking about with Cody there, I'm really happy for him. Uh, okay, there's been different uh, schools of thought on his decision. Right. You know, some people think he should have just stayed there and, you know, uh, weathered the storm. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's wrong. Uh, and, you know, some people are happy that, you know, and think he did the right thing. I think whatever he felt he needed to do is the right thing. And it seems like it's working out for him. Mm -hmm. And good for TNA and ROH, you know, for not, you know, for... You know, allowing uh, allowing this deal to take place. Well, yeah, this whole non-exclusive thing sure. is pretty unorthodox, right? Well, I think Cody brings a lot to the table. He's excellent. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing athlete. Uh, he's brilliant. All of that Stardust stuff is is so far out there as it was. It was brilliant stuff. Mm -hmm. It was like kind of up there. I mean, it might not have been a, as much of a favorite character as like Bray Wyatt, but it was out there like in that stratosphere as far as the stuff he would come up with. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. so happy for you, Cody. Can't wait to see what he yeah, comes man. up with there. And I'm a big fan of Brandy's as well and Maria Canellis, so I'm anxious to see the ladies maybe get into it a little and, bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the thing, I, I didn't... Things like this, you know, guys leaving uh, WWE, uh, it's not going to hurt WWE, okay? Because, uh, I mean, the fact is, is they have so many guys, and and uh, it's it, it's only going to help independent wrestling. Mm -hmm. And WWE finally knows that we need independent wrestling to be strong, too. You know, it's like a symbiotic relationship. So, um, it's great. Win-win for everybody. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. We'll keep you guys all posted on when it will be airing on TNA and Ring of Honor. Cody Rhodes did amazing this weekend at the Battle of Los Angeles. Oh, that's right. Did, did so he take good. the whole thing? Uh, he did not win the whole thing. He went into the semifinals and okay. was eliminated. He lost to the guy who won, Marty Scroll. Oh, Marty won it this year? Marty won it. Oh, good for him. He did great. Too. He is great. There's this great picture that uh, Mikey Nolan, the photographer for PWG, took of like William Regal talking to, to Marty Scroll in the back locker room. And it was just like a picture's worth a thousand words. And it was like, wow. You know, like it really is like Regal's like here to help and guide. And like, you never know who's going to be the next guy to That's go right. from the Indies to NXT. Yeah. And I love the fact Marty, he's, he's uh, cultivated his own persona. I love the whole, the, the coming out with the umbrella and the fur coat and all that. The That's, whole villain, I love that. The love villain it. character. And it's so funny. I really want to ask him, like, when he comes through customs and he has a giant fur coat <laughs> and an umbrella, and they're like, where are you going, sir? And he's like, Los Angeles. Are they like, mm. No, that's pro that's like right up, that's right up L.A.'s alley, actually, <laughs> West Hollywood. Ah, sounds about right, huh? Yeah. Well, I got to preface this next story by telling our fans that we had to have a little chat about our new segment before we went on the air. And I said, you know, your friends are really in the news this week. And is it okay? Do you want to talk about it on air? And you said that you did. Well, so that, yeah, we had we had Scott Hall on just last week and reported by TMZ a few days later. He was removed from a TGI Friday's restaurant at an airport. It was reportedly getting a little bit rowdy. The bartender had a problem with some things that he said. This was in Atlanta on Saturday. He was show uh, proven to be drinking a little bit. The, someone called the cops and they responded to the TGI Fridays at the airport, recognized him immediately, calmed the situation down. Every Everyone shook hands and Scott left without further incident. There was no police report filed. And although, of course, Scott admittedly does have a history with drugs and alcohol, he tweeted out today and said, thank you to everyone for your support and concern regarding my recent relapse. I am back on track and doing well. And he is. Yeah, and that's good to hear. And he is. And here's the thing. The more time you have behind you, you know, of, of being healthy, and I don't like to use the word clean or this or that, but, you know, of, of just being healthy and doing the right thing. Uh, the easier it is when you fall to pick yourself back up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Scott, myself, you know, guys like Billy, and you know, that we're talking to in a little bit, you know, we know how to pick ourselves back up. Yeah, and uh, so that's what Scott did. And everything's going to be fine. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. Do you guys ever look to each other for support in that in that area? Sure. Well, I mean, that's just an ongoing thing. Our relationship is built around supporting each other when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Great. That's cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that he's doing good. Yeah, he's, 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's a shame that when, you know, uh, most people, when they have a slip-up, it doesn't end up on TMZ. Exactly. So, I mean, there was no major incident or anything, so. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, let's move on and talk a little bit about China. Just yesterday, Pro Wrestling Sheet reported they had talked to her mother, Jan LeCue. Pardon me if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. But she is actually asking the Redondo police to take a closer look at China's death. She doesn't believe that China's manager, Anthony Anzaldo, excuse me. Anzaldo. Anzaldo was completely honest in the wake of China's death, and she is suspecting that her daughter had actually fired Tony in the weeks before her passing. Um, she claims that China told her that this guy had been stealing money from her and that she was taking a break from Tony. And um, her mom is really extra concerned that this manager gave away China's cello, which apparently was a beloved object to her. And um, her mom says that Tony's been confrontational each time her mom's tried to get some answered on, answers from him on where the rest of her stuff is gone, where the money that was donated to her state is being used. And so she's just asked the police to look a little bit further into it. And they're, of course, also waiting on official toxicology reports. But there is pending further investigation here. So our mom's raising some questions. And this is news, and so you have to bring it up, but it's one of those things that I still have to talk to some people uh, involved with this before I can before I can comment on it. I don't think it would be responsible mm -hmm. of me to do that. Plus, you know, I mean, it's kind of a, it's, this one hits real close to home anyways. Of course. So, um, you know, we'll see what, what comes of this. Yeah, and again, this is a straight, an interview straight from her mom. So those comments are, and then that point of view is coming from her mother right. entirely. So we'll keep you guys posted on all of that. Thank you for sharing that with us, Sean. And that didn't has, really share much no? that, with that one, but I mean, I just don't think it's it's really right for. I mean, I have a lot of things to say. I'm just don't think it's proper to say them right now. Well, yeah, because people, of course, always want to ask you about this. Of do course. you do you ever get to the point where you don't want to talk about it anymore? Yeah. Yeah, when we were at the baseball at the in Bridgeport, mm -hmm. and all the um, all the press was lined up with the cameras and everything, and they were all firing questions at us. Like one guy brought it up, and um, well, just brought that subject up, and it was just the wrong place for it. I mean, we're having a lighthearted, you know, interview talking about a baseball game, and this guy has to like throw a turd in the punch bowl. Right. You know, it just was the wrong place and time for it. Well, this isn't. Yeah, and you'll always have this outlet for when you do sure. want to share stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I'll always be asking you. It's just, you know, that situation, it's so complicated. It's really, I just, I would just say, let's not jump any conclusions one way or another yet. All right. All. I like that. On that note, let's wrap that up. This has been your X-Pac 12360 Pro Wrestling News for the week. And we will be right back with Billy Gunn. Big interview on X-Pac 12360. Stay tuned. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later.
I'm a nice man. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. Joining us now is a 14-time champion who has proudly bared his bottom to millions around the world. You can play his character in the upcoming WWE 2K17 game. He is one half of the New Age Outlaws and a sometimes Zumba instructor. Please welcome to the show, Billy Gunn. <laughs> so, oh, hello everybody. So after all that, I get the, and part-time Zumba instructor. Well, so, how come I don't so know I, about that Zumba instructor stuff? Do Billy? what? How come I don't know about the Zumba instructor gimmick? Because you actually have to be a Facebook stalker to ah. um, unstalk my face. And I'm and I to be honest, I'm not a instructor as much as I just get up there and act like, well, you know, like an idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you act like that, they think, oh my gosh, you're so full of energy. Well, no, that, I'm just trying to fake my way through a Zumba class. The acting like <laughs> an idiot, the acting like an idiot has served us well for over 20 years, Billy. Well, yeah, of course. And then I still do it, even though I feel like I should be grown out of it by now. But I'm not going to grow out of it, so I'm just going to keep on acting like an idiot. Before, hey, before we came on, um, Christy, we were go uh, going over some notes and that production stuff. And she was like, so when's the last time you talked to Billy? It must have been a while, huh? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, like, it's been like 48 hours. Yeah, you know what, Sean? <laughs> right, after, right after I asked you that, I thought, and I have right here in my notes to ask you about how you two were together just days ago. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, see, there you go. Way to stay on top of stuff there. <laughs> right? Right. But I got that Good Zuma job. thing. So, <laughs> and speaking of 48 hours ago, how about, uh, how about that Chikar Pro King of Trio 16 experience? <laughs> it, it, it was an experience i mean but it's it was but, great right <laughs> yeah so you so when you go to those and as much as me and you have seen i mean we've pretty much seen it all it's almost refreshing to see something like that although i think you said it best it's only going to fly right there with them and that yeah the little thing and that's but I, okay but it's, it's kind of different right it's kind of like <laughs> when you go to a show and your kind of headliners are ice cream and crab and lobster. Yes. Um, that is... <laughs> you have to go. So you have to take it at face value and go, hey, okay, this is ridiculous. Up until you're actually there. Because we had talked about this, too, that they wanted me to do the rockabilly character. Uh -uh. Uh. Um, but, but, but to your point, I didn't really understand what was going on there. So when you just call me out of the blue and go, will you do that? like no possible way on earth or no amount of money will get me to do that is then I go, Oh, well I get it now. Right. I understand what you're talking about. Still but don't want to do the rockabilly cool. character, but I do get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Actually. So, um, do you want to talk about actually what happened? <laughs> well, yeah. So you guys were a surprise entry, right? Yes. You, you shocked the people. Yeah, oh, we, it was a yeah, shock. We did right? more than that. We, yeah, I guess shock is one word to put it. Well, you know, okay, so they have a, they have a, they have one of their characters, he plays a Pakistani, well, he is Pakistani uh, descent, and he's yes. called Prakash Sabar, but his gimmick is like a Pakistani X-Pac. I think they actually yeah. call him X-Pakistani. Yeah, X-Pac, I think that's yeah. how Mike told me it was And he does like all my stuff, and he mocks me and everything, so we've been kind that's of awesome. working this little side angle for, I think, probably three years. That's yeah, common, that's what he said about three years. Yeah, that's that was three years stretch. worth of uh, three three years worth of storyline we uh, we we sewed up in that in that thing mm -hmm. the other day. So, anyways, 
what is it? There's four team gauntlet, right? Mm-hmm. Four team gauntlet match, and you know after the the last one goes out, it's it's Prakash and his partner, and and so they win, and then all of a sudden you hear the DX music play, and yeah. if you know anything about Chikara Pro, it's a family friendly, and they're not kidding, are they, Billy? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> not, not one little bit. Like Billy Gunn didn't fit in there at all, right? But it, but but we but we shoot we shoehorn the DX thing in there pretty good, I yeah. thought. So yeah, as no, soon no, as, no, I thought it was really good. Hey, did how about the pop when the music played? Ooh. And I mean, at first they were like, "What the hell is this?" Because there's no way like DX in Chicago. Yeah, well, I think is because we swerved them because they're so used to getting off-brand things right. that they all just went, "Oh, it's just a, another hoax that they're gonna pull." Up until you and I popped our heads out of the curtain and then the place exploded. It exploded. It went banana. Yeah. The people went banana. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was really cool. It's it's nice to still to still know that we can go out there and get that kind of reaction. And and then <laughs> and then Billy and then Billy sets the guy up for the famous sir and he goes, Suck it and the people and I just I put my hand up like this and I'm like, Oh no and the whole crowd just went Oh, and I looked at Billy and shook my head. And I Billy, you thought I was kinda kidding, I think, right? No, I, I so not so my feeling going into this, hence why I asked Mike first, is I get what kind of show, and I have total total and complete respect for what you're doing because you just want me to come in and add what I can add to it, and I, I don't go out of bounds and do like, well, I'm going to do my stuff whether you like it or not. It's not me. Right. But I feel like you helped me get out of, so we kind of stayed I'm trying to look for the right word. I guess we stayed over and stayed true to us yes. minus doing our stuff. Right. So me and you, being as we're professionals, can play off of each other really good to where I don't ever rely on somebody else to help me do that because it never works. Right. <laughs> for some reason, they don't want to play along. But me doing my thing and us still getting our stuff in and then you taking the blame for not telling me, then all of a sudden we have something to play off and we yeah. can get out of it instead of just sitting there with our fingers in our behinds. Well, Billy, you did double down with a second suck it. <laughs> I did. Oh. I did. I did. I did only because I just wanted them to know. Okay, you didn't. You get don't to tell me, me what to but... do. <laughs> you people don't tell me what to do. Yeah. So, so being as I just like completely disgraced what I just said, thought that I was saying something good. I just yeah, I just went and did it again, almost to kind of just go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have to. I have to just to show you that I'm still a degenerate. And then, and then they thought I was going to triple down because I grabbed the <laughs> mic and I went, and we got two words for you. And then I went, we're sorry. And the yeah. mic popped. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think your uh, your 20 years ago selves would think of something like the appearance that you made at Chikara? I don't know. I don't think it's anything out of the realm of what we would do. I mean, we kind of probably would have been just a little bit more edgy. Like we wouldn't have had, I, I don't know. I don't want to say respect isn't the right word for what they were doing, but we would have just done our own thing anyway. I and think we would have went in there and off, shit all over. The, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you there, Billy. No, no, no. I'm still, no, I'm okay. still working on that part. 
No, it's all but, good. Uh, I'll um, do the same I thing. I think back then we would have just went in there and shit all over their family-friendly uh, policy. <laughs> yeah, I th- and that's kind of where I was going with that in a politically correct way, I think, is what I was trying to get to. Well, you know, actually, Billy, that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was sort of like the PG era, which they say is over now, we're in the new era, but the PG era versus the Attitude era. Could something like the PG era ever be as good as the Attitude era? What do you think? I think it's just different. I mean, this is a question you get all the time, that it'll never be the Attitude era ever again. I just feel that that's, that was a special three to four years, like even if it was even that long, but it was just such a special time that there wasn't anything that we, that wrestling was so ridiculously hot that there was nothing we couldn't do that wasn't right. Like they bid on everything. And the thing is, is everybody from start to finish, like from top to bottom had a story or was over. Like everybody was over. Like you of course you still have your level of who's really over Austin being the king of that deal, (laughs) but it was just, it's just not going to be the same. It just isn't. From the fans, like it was funny because me and my wife a couple months ago watched some Attitude Era stuff. And the thing, it wasn't the the wrestling part. It was the fans we were watching of how insanely insane they were compared to now. And they, they still were. make noise and still do stuff. But the fans back then were just crazy, crazy. Speaking yeah. of the Attitude Era and moments that really like raise the bar or change things you in the new age outlaws pushing chainsaw charlie and cactus jack in the dumpster off the raw stage how did that come about and like how do you rehearse that or practice that and it seemed like there were that was a big moment of like blurring the lines more of like is this real is this not real like why is the locker room cleared why are bad guys out here getting in bad guys faces of like that was wrong you shouldn't have done that um, how it came about, I have no idea. I think it was just because because um, Chainsaw Charlie and Terry and Mick Foley were just lunatics anyway. They were, you know, obviously by their careers, they, there's nothing that they wouldn't do or won't do or dive through or eat or get hit with. So you just figure, what's the only thing they haven't done yet? Oh, I got it. They haven't been thrown out of a dumpster off a 20-foot stage. So... You don't really rehearse it other than Vince coming to us and go, hey, we want to do this, but I want to go over first. And we go, okay, no, um, well, let's just wing it and see how it goes. I mean, what's the <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> but I think there was a little bit of something in the side where they were going to slam against just so it didn't proverbial hurt them in any way so but i thought i mean that definitely was a defining moment for us as the new age outlaws to go hey okay you've got our attention now we'll pay attention to you not that they weren't but that just kind of solidified that okay they are pretty funny and cool and crazy sweet bill hey billy i never yes. I, when you when you and uh when you and brian got put together as a tag team mm-hmm um, how long? How long was that bef- before you all got put together? You start. You started kind of just doing your own thing. You know, coming out with the South Park stuff on and right. Just, and between that time and the time you, uh, I came back and joined DX, and we all we all became DX. It wasn't that long. 
I mean, literally, when they put me and Brian together, we had one match against the Bariquas. Uh-huh. And, it, and it was like, like we just, even me and Brian looked at each other afterwards and went, I can't believe we just did that. It was like, it was like kind of a magic thing. And, and I still, to this day, don't, can't really explain why me and him click so well together. And, it, and it's, I just, I can't put my finger on it. It's just because we're so, me and him are so totally opposite. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean we're just really opposite. If you had an odd couple, we were odd couple times 100. Well, that's but, what, that, that was the magic. Yes. So that, that, but when we were together and did things, it was, we just fed off of each other because we were just so into trying to make each other laugh and going, because face it, when we, when they put us together, that was it. It was like, Hey, we're going to put you together. You guys do your thing for a little while until we fire you. So whenever they gave, and people don't realize that I, my personal feelings is that Brian is probably one of the top five talkers in the world because, because he's so like, he literally cannot, he doesn't have anything to say until he goes through a curtain because he told it to me every night. He goes, gosh, I'm so nervous. I don't have a thing to say. But every time we went through the curtain, it was, he would just spit stuff, just ridiculous, just on and on up until the point we did our stuff. But just from the very first time we tagged, when they gave him a live mic and just told me, well, you just do whatever it is. And that's where we always try to tell people to to get into way down and deep and where if I gave you a platform and said, hey, you be anything you want, that's going to be your best character because that's really just amplify that. And that was me. The badass character when we first started was just somebody I always wanted to be. Like secretly, like when I'm in my closet at home, I would be that guy. <laughs> and, <laughs> your then, closet. and then they told me, oh no, I'm gonna give you a stage and I want you to take that guy out of the closet and and put him on stage. And that's when, the, and then just me and Brian just doing our thing, they, cut, they went literally after the second or third time they went, uh-oh, we and, might have us a little something here. Yeah, and, and y'all traveled together. Yes. All the time. And, and yeah. just the fact that, you know, and we all, I mean, we all traveled together on, you know, as much as we could and, and right. did stuff outside of uh, work, you know, after the shows and all that. And I mean, yeah. and, uh, and that, but man, what an amazing time. It was, it and, was, and it, so was cool, and it was man. so like, I have to go. And the good thing for the, the WWE network, which is nine ninety nine by the way, there's my plug. Nice. Um, but you have to, we go back and I go back. I don't say we, I go back and watch some of that stuff because it was so fast and we were so on the go all the time that I forgot three quarters of the stuff we did. Yeah, and I mean, it's all right there. It's, it's yes, amazing to be able to is. turn on, to, to go to the WWE Network and, and, and look at all the stuff we did. Our, almost our whole body of work is on there, Billy. It's yes, amazing. yeah, and that's the thing. is That's what I mean. You just watch the fans or you watch, like, some of the craziest stuff. Me and you were just talking about this. I just went on Facebook a little while ago before a phone call and watched that, the, the, the skit stuff that we did with Austin where he caught, he, like, dropped a ceiling on you. Yeah. He caught me in a snare trap. He caught Brian in a bear trap. So, and then, and then we call him out, and it was just like we were talking. It's just 
Austin comes out. We get our asses whooped by him. Then Kane comes out. We get beat up by him. Then Rock comes out. We get beat up, taking everybody's finish, popping out of stuff. Just And that's pretty much that's what I feel made us more than anything is we weren't scared to just get beat up. Exactly. And to your point, we just come back and still have just as much heat the next day. Absolutely. <laughs> I can only imagine how the memories come flooding back when you guys turn on the network. I'm wondering if you've taken another look at, uh, Billy, your first tag team title win, which was actually against the one, two, three kid and Bobby Holly. <laughs> what do you guys remember about that match? You want me to tell you what I remember about it? I'll tell you what I remember about it most of all was, you, you remember the finish, right, Billy? I, one of you just moved out of the way and I just landed and I sold my neck like I was hurt. Yes. And yeah, the, and yeah, the, yeah. It, and it was it was um did, I think I got pinned or I yeah, obviously I got pinned, right? Yeah. Cuz we lost a belt. But anyways, so. my sister was in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And really? so she got scared, right? Because I was selling it. I was overselling it. And right. she hit the ring and she got all the way into the ring and like a lot of the boys a lot of the boys were um uh, a lot of the boys thought that maybe that that was somebody I was seeing on the side. Oh, right. that hit the ring. <laughs> oh but it was your sister coming to it check up sister. on you. She was yeah. really hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but anyway, sorry, awesome. Billy. What are your memories of that? <laughs> it, it really? <laughs> it was in Manatee. Remember, it was like right. It was like we had the belts for a day. And then we dropped yeah, them oh, to you that's the next right. day. Because we did, did them like you won them, and then we won them right back the next, or won them the next day, right? Yes. Yeah, and the, the only thing I really remember out of that is I remember when Bob used to, like, would slam me, and I would put my foot up and how you take that. He would take that bump so hard when he hit my boots and yes. just bump. He did it so hard, he knocks himself out every time. <laughs> and that's when I, re I remember him hitting and rolling over and him – Laying there going, ugh, ugh. Right. <laughs> what, what is he doing? <laughs> but um, that's what I remember about that. And it's, you know, but, you know, it's a championship and you and you cherish every one of those. Not, you know, that I Even remember. Even after 14, moment. do you think you had the tag titles enough, Billy? 14? Christ almighty. Well, 11 times with the tags and then the Intercontinental and uh, the um, um, Hardcore and then I don't know something else. King of the know. Ring. Oh yeah, King of the Ring. Who'd you beat oh, we for were, King of the Ring? Yeah, who, who was I, that again? <laughs> Who's um, that, Jay Brown? <laughs> I I think it's when I hit Kid twice with my finish because he didn't want to get beat the first time. Right. <laughs> he politicked he politic himself out of the first one. <laughs> well, you know, I'll take your word for it. I don't remember. <laughs> King of the Ring used to really mean something in WWE and winning that was really a career yeah. boost. It's kind of fallen off a little bit. What do you guys think about that? I don't know that it was a career boost actually, because I believe if I, my memory serves me, somebody else was supposed to actually win that oh. or something was supposed to happen because it was almost a career killer for me. Cause I did, I won that. And then like, I, like a little bit after that, I started going on that rock, that run with rock and then had that kiss your ass match. And that was it. Like nobody like didn't even like, 
even when they do like special reruns and videotapes of Kings of the Ring, I think they leave 99 out for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just, it was kind of, kind of crappy what happened, how that happened. And they never did anything with me. And uh, then again, it, it could have just been me and my attitude. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't look back on that and kind of and dwell on anything in the future of what could have been or, sure. oh, you know, and whine about, oh, I should have been champ and all this. Hey, I had an awesome career. I, I worked with some of the greatest people that will that will go down in history. So <laughs> I don't complain about anything. You know, Billy and uh, Billy and uh, didn't we start on the same day down there or in WWE? No, you were there before me. I don't think so, because the first day you I did came... the thing with Razor and then before, right before I got there, the okay, money thing. But we had our tryouts on the same day in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. Because yes. we rode yes, together. We did. It was like Ronnie and Donnie Harris and, and you and Bart, and I think I got yeah. squeezed in, in the bitch seat. Because <laughs> I had no, I couldn't rent a car. Of course. I was just happy. So I would have got. I would. Somebody could have thrown me in their trunk as long as I Trump, made it to the right? show. Well, yeah, back then you just like were. Like, Please, can I just ride with you? Did you guys yeah. go into that tryout feeling like this is my big shot? Here we go. Stardom, get ready. Yes. I don't know how you guys felt, but I never thought I would make it. Uh, I never thought I would even get a tryout, Vince. So the thing for me and that and that whole thing was is we were so like me and Bart were so green and so. So what's the word? What um, um, ignorant, I guess, would be ignorant to the business that we we didn't know anything. So we got a trial. I mean, yeah, mind you. Yes, we were extremely happy, but it wasn't we were thinking, hey, we're never going to get one or none of that because we really didn't know anything about the business because I didn't for sure, because I never grew up watching it or doing anything with it. Like the day I started in the ring was the, or the first, let me say, the first day Ron and Don beat me up for like three hours <laughs> is like the first time I ever got introduced to wrestling other than kind of spot watching it here and there going, oh, that stuff's ridiculous. Yeah, I was that guy that everybody hates now that says all that stuff. But that was just me being me at the time and kind of being ignorant to something I know nothing about. So it's easier for us as men to go, well, that stuff's like ridiculous. Why would I ever do it? You know, you cut it down because you know nothing about it. Now I eat, live and breathe it because it's, I love it. It's been awesome to me and it's so much fun. But when we got there, I literally, and they, they watched us work. We went in the office and this is when Vince would still kind of like talk to you when you're getting hired. Me and Bart went in there and Ben said, hey, you know, we liked what we saw. We'd like to bring you in. And we went, well, I have the, I said to Vince, I said, well, Vince, I have a job during the week. Can I just do this on the weekend? No and way. Went, yeah. So, <laughs> so he wow. laughed at me, laughed at me and then goes, no, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> so, so that was my first experience. And that's, and that was just, because I've always been really athletic and, and loved being very physical all the time that I just, when I started doing this, I didn't know anything about it, but Ron and Don literally beat me up for three hours and I fell in love with it. Then I couldn't get enough of it. And I still today can't get enough of it. I, the, the good thing is, is I still learn and try to learn and, and perfect my craft because this is like one thing I've done in my life that I've not like the best at. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's not from lack of trying, mind you. Right. Well, hey, Billy. Yes. So tell me this, how long was it in between your bull riding career and the beginning of your wrestling career? Like about a year. 
okay. Because I left California because I was doing, I went pro out there. So I was still doing it out there. And then when I came back here, I quit there because it just wasn't fun for me anymore. And when you're trying to like every weekend, like two, three, maybe four times a weekend, getting on bulls that are like 1,500 to 2,000 pounds and you don't have that desire, like what I have every night. When I wrestle every night, I still have butterflies and get nervous, but it's a healthy nervous because it makes me stay sharp that way. Like I used to feel that way when I rode bulls. And then as soon as that went away and I was like getting on them just for the sake of getting on them, yeah. that's when you get hurt. That's when bad things happen. So I just quit. I just got off and went, you know, this isn't for me anymore because I'm not ha having fun. Plus I was really big to do it. It was really taking a toll on me. So I came back to Florida, and literally when I came back to Florida, it was only a few months. I ran into Ron and Don. They it took them about a month or two to talk me into going to the, one of their the ring that they had set up. And then once they got me there, they, I haven't been out of it since. I don't think. How long? How long? Uh, how long before you and Bart hooked up? It was pretty much like probably three to four months after that, because Ron and Don were still working Memphis and that territory. Um, Jared Jarrett and Lawler and all them. So they weren't around enough for, because once I got hooked, I was hooked. And now, you know, once I get my mindset on something, I've got to do it like yeah. all the time. I'm just really ADD about that because it was something I really liked. And once, and I didn't really know that much about it. So now I'm trying to soak up as much as I can. And then that's when we went to Eddie Mansfield. And well, I went to a school that nobody ever went to except for Bart. And then me and him. Um, <laughs> and then I know just the name makes you laugh, doesn't it? Um, so, so then me and Bart hooked up and started just beating each other up. Wow. And I just remember uh, when you guys came in, y'all had a plethora of double team tag moves. Holy crap. And, and I think oh. I took every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that was our mentality. Yeah. Hey, we were tag team guys, so we have to do a bunch of stuff together. And then, <laughs> so, and then you, and then the one of the greatest tag teams of all time, New Age Outlaws, and you guys don't do any double team tag. Not, teams. A, not, a, not one. a one. We never. Not a, <laughs> we didn't do. Uh, other What's than that? him tagging me or me tagging him and us changing places was right. about the only tag move we had. To uh, be fair, your finisher was a spike pile driver that involved both of you. Okay. Well, that didn't last long, though. We only did that. Maybe that was when they won. Times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that, but it didn't. we didn't have that very long because so, we weren't very good at it. Billy, there's <laughs> something I've, I've been wanting to ask you, and might as well do it in public. Going back, yeah, going yeah, back to the why, why hold back, right? <laughs> well, going back, I'm putting you on the spot. Going back, okay. and I know you'll be honest with me. Going back to those, you know, when we first started. Mm -hmm. Please tell me who shaved my eyebrows. Come on, Kurt's Kurt's gone, so I think it's I think that the secret can be let out. The cat can be let out of the bag now. All right, so we're gonna let the cat out of the bag here, on your podcast or is that what this is a podcast video right? cast, a video? podcast okay so i feel that this is the time and place and i don't and i'm not by any means disrespecting him but kurt did it of course i just had to hear it <laughs> but oh my god was he not but the best the though was, is that he was such a master at stuff that he literally did it, looked at us and goes, hey, I'm gonna put this on you and you guys take it, okay? Oh my God. Okay, and so, then... you, and for some reason, we went, 
okay, I don't know what we're doing because we were still new even to the rib oh my part of this stuff. So we do, So as soon as Kurt smelled blood in the water, you know how oh, he was. Jesus, that was, was it, buddy. Oh, my God. I'm surprised you and Bart didn't beat the living shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you do anything to retaliate? Yeah, but it was all. In, but we figured it's all in fun. So we do. We of it's course everybody. On the it's planet not fun Earth trying to get your account. We're the ones that shaved your eyebrows. So even you, and it was all convinced that you did it because I'm sure we gave you no signs thinking that we didn't do it. So whenever you you know glued our hats to our head, that's just payback. You can't get mad about on that. On their way to the ring. <laughs> I remember that one. That was a good revenge. You know, my eyebrows never really truly grew back, Billy. Oh, I know that was so. It was so bad, and I felt like I felt <laughs> that's bad. Great. I swear, it's I great, did. Though. Like, you know it, but Kurt, but it was Kurt Henning that told us not to say anything. Right. You know how at the time what were you supposed to do? Wow, <laughs> I've been dying to actually find out this, the whole story on that. I can't believe yeah. it's never come out. Well, I mean, I I got to give Billy credit, man. He's kept it under wraps. Yeah, it's kept and and yeah, that's probably been the longest. Billy is no stooge. <laughs> no, no, I'm not that. That's a fact. <laughs> well, are you guys keeping any under any other big secrets? You don't even have to spill what they are, but just like, are there things that you keep close to your chest from that time that you would never tell people? No, I mean, I, everybody knows I tell everything that I've done. Yeah, I mean, not anymore. I mean, not, not really. There's, I mean, everything's either on film or on a, yeah. on a radio show somewhere. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> so it, no, there's no really big, I, I can't think of one, like, being as you know i'm cleaning stuff for the past five and a half years i've kind of dumped all that stuff so i don't have to hang on to it anymore except for this one of course i've had to hang on well to that's the last Clint thing blatantly now... blatantly had to ask me on his show <laughs> yeah well now 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 you have it off your chest you don't have to bear that cross anymore billy <laughs> exactly i feel it's a, gosh i feel so much better now that was definitely a butterfly effect type situation because if you didn't put the glue in their hats and Nash wasn't worried about your safety. He might not have like pulled you in the car to start riding with them, and then you might not have become part of the clique. I don't know how that like. I don't know. All I know is, butterfly effect wise, if that would have never, if my eyebrows would have never been shaved, my doll wouldn't be worth over three hundred dollars right now. Exactly <laughs> like that. Like you've things like. At the time, you think that's a little rugged, but when you look back on all the stuff that had happened and could have happened and should have happened, you go, okay, that's just a small thing in life right. that now, like now, we get to talk about it and laugh about it and go, because one, and you're right, one thing led to another. We'd have never had our hats glued to our heads, which was actually really funny and there was no secret who did that one right. so there was never but you didn't see me was... did you see me do it yeah. yeah exactly no we didn't see you do it kid but you just you have that look on your face and you just knew it and you go like what are you gonna do like because we he thinks we shaved his eyebrows and wrote all over him with lipstick i mean what the hell and you're gonna cut and you're not gonna look too good beating up a guy 100 pounds lighter than you either <laughs> well it's, and that never really crossed our I mind know, is we figured hey there's gonna be some retaliation just hopefully it won't be you taking a dump in my bag or cutting my stuff up and chaining it up on the ceiling so <laughs> as long as that doesn't happen i feel we're all good well, I don't yeah. think anyone would have been surprised if that did happen. Well, not to <laughs> them. 
I don't know what you guys are talking about. I have yeah. no clue. Yeah, no, me neither. Hey, so um, this weekend, Billy clued me in on something. Is it okay if I talk about it? Uh, um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it should be. Yeah. So, um, is this your first time, uh, Billy's? Do you want to tell him, Billy? Well, so I so let's just put it this way. I am in talks with. So and um, going over to New Japan, they have this big tag tournament every year from November, the middle of November to the middle of December. So they had called me um, and asked me if I would like to do it. And of course, I jumped at it because there's a, there's not a lot of stuff that I haven't done in 27 years of working in this industry. You know, most of them in WWE. So like I started there and like will end my career there. But the one thing I always regretted not doing is going over to Japan and working for a Japanese company. I've been over there, of course, with WWE, but that's doing our stuff. But um, I hope this comes through. And, it, and I mean, as in all likelihood, it will. But I believe I will be going over there to New Japan to work with them in their um, um, tag tournament, which I'm so like super excited to do. Oh, you're going to do great. I and hope so. Everybody it. keeps saying that, but I'm like, have you seen me lately? <laughs> Do things. Yeah. Dude, no. I just saw you the other day and you look better than everybody else in the locker room. <laughs> well, that's because all I do is work out. But it's, but it's, it's, and I appreciate that. But I, I'm really looking forward to it and it's going to be a lot of fun. And, any, and it really is. And I hope it all works out. And it should. Anything special in store for the fans or anything planned yet? You know, all I want to know is how come, like, for, we've been doing this, what, about 30 minutes now or so? Like, this is going by really fast because it's, a, like, a lot of fun. Like, yeah. Is why is nobody mentioning Tyler Breeze over my shoulder? <laughs> I, I I thought that was, I'm not even going to say who I thought it was. He's, he's so handsome, we're just like he I'm still, I'm, 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 you know what, I'm looking at a monitor, but I'm turning my head, like, if I turn my head far enough, I can see over your shoulder. Like okay. a knucklehead, and so what is that? A cardboard cutout, then? Yes, it's a mm. life size. Well, it's not life size because it's kind of tall. It's way taller than he is. So, but dare I ask so what the, you're doing with that? Yes, yes, you can. That's why I'm wondering why not, somebody hasn't gone. Hey, is that Tyler Breeze cut out over your shoulder? And yes, it is. So it, there was this thing going on when Tyler was at the performance center. Like his picture was everywhere. Like literally everywhere. And I don't know what the joke was or anything, but finally I just got, I was over it. I was overseeing his face all over the place. So then all of a sudden there is, you know, those, um, the, um, what are they? Um, like magnets or stickers that you can put on your car and stuff for your business. Sure. Okay. There's a Tyler Breeze big side st stuck on the side of my truck, <laughs> like of him laying down and like, I didn't put it over, of course, because that's me, but thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Then all of a sudden, I go home and I opened the tailgate of my truck and this cutout of Tyler Breeze is in my truck again. Because now they realize, okay, they got me. So yeah. now I'm starting to sell everything. So I propped him up in my house just so everybody, and it's been here for literally, I swear, over a year now. Like it's been here for over a year, like over a year and a half probably, but it's just something I keep in here because he's an awesome kid yeah. and he's he's a good dude and like it just he, I just can't find the heart to actually throw it away. He he came originally out of Lance Storm's school and Lance does a really good job of uh, getting guys ready. That's for sure. Yes, yes, he does. Amazing. So hence Tyler Breeze will stay in my office. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, talking about NXT a little bit, you got your Tough Enough shirt on. I'm wondering. Oh, yeah. Oh, you saw that, though, right? That, that we noticed. <laughs> that we noticed. But I'm wondering what you think of the Tough Enough kids that have been signed now to NXT. You know, Daria, Amanda, and Patrick are there, Mata, Josh. ZZ has already been released, and Chelsea yes. ended up in TNA. Have they yes. all landed where you expected them to? What do you think? I think they have. I think the, the, the ones that are there, the ones that are at WWE are, um, and I really think Chelsea should have went there. I, I do think that she's talented enough to go there. She's just a little green like everybody else. Daria, I absolutely love her. She's such a, she's awesome human being. So is Amanda. And then Sarah Lee's there too. Sarah Lee is Sarah Lee. Um, but I, I think Amada, <laughs> yeah, Amada and Josh and those guys were so big. And Patrick has such a good head on his shoulders for being so young that he, I think that they'll actually do something if they can keep themselves together and keep their head on straight, that they'll all be fine. And, yeah, I think they all ended up pretty much where I thought they would be. What about the big guy, the Yeti? Josh. Yeah. That's Josh. I, I mean, I think he had a rough going there for a little while because he, you know, Sometimes we have to give these understand that they don't really understand what the business right. is. Yeah. So whenever he did that tweet out of trying to get, he just said, hey, I was just trying to get heat. Yeah. Okay, well, yes. you're just in the business two weeks. Don't do that. But that's just ignorance. Like I was the same way. So not that I would ever do anything like that that young. But you have to look back and go, okay, let's give him a little bit of cushion here. Yeah, not too much. Slack. Let's let him know that you can't do that. But let's kind of just maybe back off and not everybody like completely throw big stones at yeah. him. But you know, how, but you know how it is, Billy, whether it's those guys coming from like that tough enough and being brought up and, you know, or, or like, you know, anything else or like when, when WCW uh, was purchased and all their guys came over, everybody can't wait for, for somebody for any little thing. One of those people did we're going to jump all over it you know you put yeah, your stuff and you're tr you're right but i feel i feel then is different than now yeah. now is it's it's yeah back then i but i feel that we all had clout to do that and i feel that some people have some clout to do what they did to him and i'm not justifying what he did by no means cuz right. i don't know the whole story i just know he sent out a tweet saying something about somebody and he then called somebody he just, a jobbers called some, the social yes. outcast oh that's jobbers. right that's yeah. right and, and then you just kind of go, okay, he's just doesn't understand. So could somebody go, okay, and, and especially with social media, if we had social media back in the day. I don't even know. <laughs> like, I don't even know what that would have done. You know, honestly, it's hard to even imagine. Yeah, it, it, it is, but I'm going to go ahead and vote for the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, just so, think about it, Billy. I mean, let's think about some of the things that uh, – Never mind. Oh, yeah, man. exactly. Let's not go there. Oh, if we had a Snapchat video of you getting your mm -hmm. eyebrows shaved, think I'm not even that would talking get. about that stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's the least of our worries. Next subject. Uh, so, but you know, but nowadays, now the way that everything's so corporate, everything's so professionally run, you just got to give some people some leeway. Absolutely. I, I feel, I, and sure. not a lot. I'm just saying you got to give them. A I mean, you still got to hold, you know, you still got to hold them accountable for, yes. for their shit. Yeah, but, completely. You know, but yeah, I, and I think that that the big kid just needs to hang in there. That'll all blow yeah. over. The guy's got yeah. a lot to offer. Tons. Of yes, and, and he does because he's big and he and he's easily coached. 
So that always that always helps too when you're easily coached. Yeah, and you're going to automatically have a bunch bunch of people hating on you that aren't, aren't as physically and you know. Well, of course, because 13 weeks he was here, and then he gets a $250,000 contract and a contract to the mm. Performance Center. I mean, yeah, okay, I already hate you. Right. <laughs> so so now while I hate you, please do something stupid so I can just bury you. Yeah. So that's how everybody was looking at No, I completely get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But, hey, it's it's what, what these kids do these days. I just thought, like – my favorite part was when they had to swim out and get those fake alligator heads, or what the hell? Oh. Well, because oh, I, used, I remember swim how hard to an it, and get I, belts and bring them back. That's I remember how hard it was when I went through that in wrestling school. Yeah, yeah, me too. You guys I really did that in wrestling school? But I did it like I stepped over alligators and jumped on a, um, a tiger's back. Uh, I jumped on two tigers' back and wrestled a bear. Okay, I'm getting worked now. The bear, <laughs> actually, the bear part's real. I did wrestle a bear when I was 17. Oh my God! Yeah, dude. more on that. <laughs> yeah, Nobody let's else hear about would you do wrestling it. Wrestling a bear. Nobody else would do it, Billy. And now I, oh. and then I figured out why. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's why you won't do it because he damn near killed. Me. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have a muzzle. It was six hundred pounds, and they made me actually get in the cage, and they closed the cage, the door behind me. Oh my. Yeah, it single legged me. It wrapped it, it wrapped its jaws around my whole torso and could kill me like that. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. That, yeah, that that could have been the reason why nobody was in there. But at least we don't have it on videotape. Exactly. At least there's not social media with everything going, look, and hashtag kid gets eaten by bear. <laughs> or, or, or like uh, animal cruelty towards bears. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm getting my ass kicked by a bear and it's animal cruelty towards a bear. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're kidding about this, so I'm going to no, skip the follow-up question. No, I'm serious about the bear. Well, how did that happen, and why? Oh, this is, we can talk about that later. All right, don't, <laughs> don't, don't think I'm going to forget about it, because I didn't forget that, Billy, you said a few minutes ago, you're talking about WWE, and you said that likely your career will end there. Does that mean yeah. that you think you're going back sometime soon? Well, Absolutely. I don't know about that. So, but I, even when I do, like, I can't help but, because... Literally, I started with WWE. I got fired once and came back, got fired, came back. So now I'm fired again. So if you're asking me what I'd like to, yeah, I would love to because I love to coach. And that's and I love being at the Performance Center. It's probably one of the – it is the most state-of-the-art building ever. But besides that, you get to handle and deal with a lot of different personalities, which sometimes can be trying. But it's, but it's very gratifying, especially – when you see all the guys that are up, all the new guys, I worked with some. I'm not saying I was the one that got them there. I'm saying when you have a hand in that and seeing them debut and do stuff up there, like I like it. It totally is so gratifying that I, I really can't even put words to it because it's so cool. It's like seeing your kids do something for the first time. I got two boys that have like, I'm so emotional nowadays. Every time they do something, it makes me cry. And they're 24 <laughs> and 22. But um, but just watching guys debut that have worked so hard, because they do, they work hard when they're in there. I, some of them do, and then some of them you just got to jump on a little bit. Um, but, it, but it's so gratifying. And would I go back? Yeah, I'd go back in a minute if I was asked to. I just don't know where things are at now that's all well i i'm pretty sure that day the day is going to come when uh when that'll happen i i, I guarantee it billy i guarantee it well I, I, don't you have, I, aren't you on the uh legends contract now yes okay yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing that. So I just feel I'm a WWE guy. Even when I'm out doing independent stuff and people ask me, even when I do seminars and everything, it's all coached WWE way because that's the only way I've ever known. And that's like the biggest product out there. So why would I not teach that? Because hopefully everybody that's on the indie scene, that's where they want to end up one day. Mm-hmm. That's you're where good you at want that, to go. Man. You're good at the, at the seminar thing because when we were in Scotland a few weeks back, mm-hmm. Billy did a seminar and I, I slept on the couch in the other room. <laughs> Waiting for my flight, <laughs> but I could hear him. I could, and, and I, I was watching him. And just, Billy's an excellent guy to, to to bring in for seminars. Yeah. Oh, thanks, thanks. No, they're they're fun. I enjoy doing them. Speaking of that, you have a DVD out with you doing in the ring training. Oh, that's um video. Rob Feinstein stuff, right? Or whatever. What is the name of that? It's, RF um, video. It's called like in the ring with Billy Gunn, I believe. Yeah, that was like one of the first ones I ever did. Like, so I was, I thought everybody tells me it's pretty good. I mean, I, I haven't seen it cause I don't really like watching that stuff, but I heard it's pretty good, but it was just like my first trial run. And I just kind of let everything go. Just kind of blah, 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 <laughs> just sort of run in my mouth. From what I've seen of it, you talked about, uh, developmental being like a groundhog day and it's the same thing over and over oh it is that because that's how you learn like if you're in our business you have to learn that things happen in split seconds like and if you and all it takes is for one of those to get away from you and it's over it's done it's like that moment's gone by you're never going to regain it again so yeah it's the same stuff over and over but sometimes you have to do that i didn't mean that in a negative way as much as i just these these guys think that oh just because i learned a top wrist lock i can go on to the next thing no you have to get it and be able to get it from every angle at any time that i tell you to get it because that that's just we we have 10 minutes to tell a like like a complete novel out in the ring and you've got to be able to hit them fast even our face has to change even emotionally wise you you have to be able to do these things without thinking about it exactly with you can't sit there and go oh i've got to bring my left hand up and my yes. right hand by that time it's too late yeah we're way <laughs> we're way past that mm-hmm. now so talking about what makes these guys great are there tag teams in wwe right now that are on your radar who do you who do you think has a lot of potential oh i think i think those the um gable and jordan are really good they're they're as soon as they get their niche and work with some more top guys up there, I think Scott Dawson and and, and um, Dawson and Dash down in NXT are awesome. The like guys, the, the Tully and Arn guys, the, the ones that yes. are Tully and Arn. Yes, Those, they're they worked with uh, Johnny Gargano and who was his yes, who was his partner? That, um, Chiampa? Um, Mr. Wrestling and Camacho or Jamacha, Jamacha, Jamacho. They just <laughs> killed it in Brooklyn the other week. Oh yeah, no, they're really good, and I'm surprised they haven't gone yet. But I think Jason and them up there are really good. Um, um, they they'll be the ones to kind of watch and go. Okay, these guys are really good. Yeah, I think they're, they're the best tag team that they have right now, in my opinion. Are there yeah. any tag teams on the Indies that? you think would be well suited in NXT? Possibly. Not a one. Not one? No, but I haven't really seen that many. You have to understand. I think there's there's some guys that are in ROH now that are not too bad. They're um they're like punk rocker guys or something like that. I did a six man with them in California. Are you talking about Adam Thornstow and Lester the Legend, the Reno scum? That's them. Okay. Oh. They weren't 
I, but I, you know, of course, when you have me in there, we're going to do some crazy, silly things because we ri- wrestled um, that Ryan kid, the one you work with, kid that you were talking about, Ryan. What's Joey his Ryan? name? Oh, Joey Ryan. Yes, yeah, Joey yeah, Ryan yeah. and two other guys, and it was just pretty much a let's have some fun kind of thing. But those guys seemed like they were pretty put together. But I really haven't seen any tags out there that are, to be honest with you, that could go. Well, I, I know Adam Thorne still pretty well. I work with him on some of the indies here, and so I can't wait to tell him that he got name dropped here with Billy Gunn oh. in the next part. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they they were pretty good. That's because they're really the only thing that's striking and something in my head right now because they were they were pretty good actually. I'm a fan of uh, uh, Kazarian and Daniels. I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, the Machine Guns, uh, the Young Bucks, and the Briscoes. <laughs> Yeah, so the young, see, I haven't seen any of them out there. I know Chris Bro Daniels and Kazarian from when I worked at TNA and stuff, and they've always they've they've been together so long. I don't really even think of them as kind of being out. Like they are good, and I really haven't seen a lot of the young bucks. I really want to because I hear nothing but good things about them. Obviously, you haven't talked to Jim Cornette. <laughs> no, no. Why does Jim Cornette oh, because, think they're the greatest? Oh, things he hates the, he hates their guts. Oh, he does. Not, not on a personal <laughs> level, but just like you know. To him, like, they're, like, what's wrong with wrestling? Oh, because they steal everybody's stuff and do, like, two million um, sure. super kicks? Yeah, but it works. Oh. It works for what they're doing, man. I'm all about the reaction, Billy, just like you. Yes, yes, exactly. So, and that being said, sometimes it's just gratification. It's not, so there's a difference between what kind of reactions we're looking, me and you are looking for, because we've had some of the best ever. To, to what they're the reactions they're looking for. Sometimes I think it's just instant grant. And I'm not saying because I haven't really worked around them or been with them, but I hear they got a pretty good following and they're pretty fun to watch. Yeah. So I'm going to say their reactions are pretty much half ass legit. Yeah, they are. And but I but like just to, to clarify what you're saying about the different kind of reactions, there's like that reaction for, for like a hot move, right? Yes. And then they pop, but then the crap, but then it dies back down. Yeah, and then you wait for another hot. When you really get that good reaction, when you really have heat and they really care, it never dies down. No, and it's an emotional reaction. Yes. It's something that I feel in my guts that I want to react to instead of something I saw with my eyes. Like it's emotional reactions are exactly what you're talking about. Is what I feel like. Emotional reactions are one that it took you a little while to get to. But when you get to it, it's insane. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a reaction that makes you have goosebumps, that, and you and you literally cringe because yeah. it's so good. It's that uncut dope. Yeah, it's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's that, the stuff yeah, that, that we can. Right, it's man. the stuff we're still allowed to take. <laughs> <laughs> you so. mentioned TNA for a little bit there. What are your thoughts on Bobby Roode in NXT and the whole glorious entrance and? everything he's doing now. I've heard you say in past shooter interviews that TNA is about like six years late on Bobby Roode. So oh, they are because I thought he was good since day one. When I saw him, he reminded me so much of Kurt Henning that it was insane how good he was like, and it's not WWE's fault because it's his fault for not going there, not getting out of that comfort zone at TNA and going to the WWE, which he had a couple opportunities, 
but that's that's what kind of decisions he makes. That's on him. That's what he wanted to do, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Bobby Roode to me is awesome. Awesome. Like yeah. since the day one I saw him, there's there's something when you see somebody and watch how they carry themselves and watch what they do in the ring and watch more what they do for everybody else around them. Like he makes everybody around him good. So that in itself is a special quality that not very many people have. And he's always had it. And, and I'm glad he's there. I mean, if that's where he wants to be, then that's that's where he needs to be because they'll do stuff with him that he ain't even done before in his lifetime. That'd I, be cool. I thought that when we were in TNA and they were doing that Team Canada thing, it was obvious to me that, that Bobby Roode and Eric Young were, were the standouts big time in that whole thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Easy, easy, easy. Right. Well, guys, this has been so much fun. Is there is there anything else that you were dying to like get to today? I already like got that. that. I should have saved. I should have saved the the eyebrow question for last. But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, because I mean, that, that was kinda, what I, it's kind of everything since then has been like a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't say that. <laughs> no, oh, well, we were we were excited to I'm hear that kidding. you're going to New Japan, Billy. Yeah. So keep us posted on yeah, all that. Do you have a tag partner for this tournament that you're heading to? I, I do, but I'm not sure if I'm, I don't know if I should really say it yet because just in case, like they told me somebody, I just don't, I don't know because I don't want to know until I actually go there actually, but it'll be one of their guys. It'll it's be one of their be, guys that they're, it's not going to be the Tyler Breeze over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, cause he stays here. He's not allowed to travel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I make myself laugh. Hey, it's Billy. All right. Billy, thanks yes. a lot, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, no. I Thank you. Because, you know, I, I kind of selective with what shows I like to do. And, of course, I'd do anything for you. You know Aww. that. Um, because it just keeps it just keeps things fresh. And, I, you know, and I know you won't go crazy and ask me stupid stuff. So this was all really a lot of fun. And I really appreciate it. Well, thanks, Billy. Give oh, Mama man. my best. Tell her I love I her. Will. Yeah, okay, I will for cool sure. To hang out with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is really good. This is real. That's what I mean. It doesn't even feel like we've been on here that long. It just gets to, yeah. But me and Kid have a lot of history, so it's oh, yeah. kind of easy for us just to chat and kind of because we're comfortable with each other. So it makes I feel like it makes these personable and it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, love you, yeah. man. I love you too, buddy. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks, Billy. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. See ya. How sweet was that? That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Hey, anytime even you can hear something you haven't heard before, i.e. who shaved your eyebrows, I think we probably did a pretty good I mean, interview, you right? you kind of already known the answer. Yeah. But it's just, it's that, it's closure. I finally got <laughs> closure, people. <laughs> was there anything that you were surprised to hear him say? Because you guys just know each other so well and you've hmm. been through it all together. Not so much. No. Honestly, no, no. It's really hard to surprise me or shock me. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was I was shocked a couple of times. This was a good one. Oh, good. This is going to be so much fun sitting here and chatting with your friends every week. <laughs> Episode two, another good one. Five yeah. stars, people. Cool. Well, let's take a break. We'll come right back. Sounds good. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. 
Oh, big thanks to Billy Gunn for coming to hang out with us today. I'm Christy Olson, your managing editor and chief correspondent of AfterBuzz TV's Pro Wrestling News Division. And I want to know what stories have you buzzing. So please tweet me at Christy Reports. And don't forget to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash xpoc12360show. That's where you can post video questions for Sean that we could maybe play on the air next week. So make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And we'll see you then. Thanks for watching. And you can follow me on Twitter at the real XPOC. And thank you again for thank you, Christy. Thank well, you so much. You are very welcome. And man, I can't wait to see who we got in store for next week. And, we'll keep everybody posted. And uh, in the booth, thank you, Jimbo. Thank you. You did a great job. And thanks everybody for watching and listening. And we'll see you next week on XPOC 12360 on AfterBuzz TV Network.